All right, everyone, clear the stage. Clear the stage. Can we get a broom over here? Places, places, everyone. Places to the top of the show. Places, please. One, two, three. Live from Fort Greene, Brooklyn, this is IPS Inside Page to Stage. Today, we're talking to Carly Prisa. She played Judy and Ripia in the last production of Impossible But True in a Tavern. I'm meeting her in a coffee shop in Fort Greene. We are social distancing and wearing our masks. From Fort Greene, it's inside page to stage. That sounds so cool. Hi, I'm Carly Prizo. I play Rupier and the ghost of Judy. Hey, Carly. (laughs) How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. How is the COVID sequestering being out of school treating you? It's treating me okay. School was weird, but summer's good, so... Did you have to finish school remotely? Yes, yeah. We had everything on our computers, and then we had Zoom classes with our teachers. Right. Yeah, so it was weird at first, but then you get the hang of it. Some people, it's hard to focus online. I mean, I, I go to a performing arts school, and we had dance classes online, but some people just didn't have space. They're, like, running into their furniture yeah. or something. I don't know if they're going to return to normal immediately, but I hope they return to normal sooner than later. Over time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's get to, we're here to talk about Impossible But True. What character did you play? Or what characters did you play? I played two characters, Ripier and the ghost of Judy. Ripier was Rip Van Winkle's son, and Judy was his deceased daughter. They were about my age, 12, 11-ish. Uh-huh. I think Judy was a bit younger, eight, I think. I mean, you go to an acting school. Yeah. What is it like playing a boy? It was different because I'm used to playing girl roles, but they're really the same thing. Of course, back in the day, it's different. I think I just jump in and you get it eventually. I mean... When you say back in the day is different, what do you mean? I mean, back then, it... I feel like gender roles played a bigger part in everyday life than they do now. Right. Like, now you can dress however you want. People don't really care. But back then, obviously, women did certain things and men did others. So playing a more different. But nowadays, I feel like it doesn't have... Not a big part. I mean, it is, but... Anyone can play anything. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, and, And you're doing a good job. Did you find your character relevant in any way to you today? But Ripier, obviously, I mean, he really looked up to his dad, which was something I related to. I mean, I love my dad a lot, so that was something that was relevant to me. And then I have a friend whose father died when she was young. So that was something that was relevant that I could relate to. What about the music? Did you like the music? Oh, Oh, my gosh. The music was so good. When I was in, like, backstage, well, backstage in the bar, I was just, like, mouthing the songs along. They were, they're just so fun. And, like, the music is just exciting with all the different instruments. Especially the first song I have, I, like, it's, I think it's my favorite. With do, do, pound it with your fist, <laughs> beat it with your rolling pin, slap it down and slap it down again. Now, what about your solo? My solo was... <laughs> It was kind of sad, I have to say. But I liked to sing it because, I mean, I guess you have to play all sides of everything. I mean, I don't know what to say. They were all just great songs. Your song in particular started as a... It started as a solo. Yes. And and then it turns into... A trio. Yeah, with the parents. Right. But you're singing it as 
a, a girl ghost. who has died. I am the ghost. Uh, did you do anything special to be the ghost? I mean, there, there are no special effects. Nope. I was kind of just imagining I'm looking out a window and like I'm on the side of death and you know, I'm, I'm looking out to something I want to go see. Right. In a way. Yeah. Do you think that Rob or Balin could feel what you were doing? You guys interacted very, very well. I don't know. I think he could definitely feel. I think when I'm singing, I'm very distant from him. So I think he can see me in a way, but I can't see him, if that makes sense. Because I feel like, in a way, we're both imagining each other. That's true, because neither one of you ever saw the other. No. Yeah, in a way, you're both imagining each other. Hmm. Did you tell Dan that? No, I don't, I don't think so, but... It's kind of just was what was going in my mind. Uh-huh. Okay, so we performed in a bar, in a pub, in a tavern. What was the hardest thing about performing 360 degrees? People were on all sides of yes. you. Yeah, what was, what was the most difficult thing about performing in that environment? I think, since it's not a stage, there aren't designated spots for everyone, so... One day, people are just sitting right here, and you know you have to walk around them, so you're going to r- walk to the right. But then the next day, they're sitting on the left. You have to walk around them now. Everyone's always changing, so your path that you're walking across the bar just changes every day. Kind of like you're improving, even though there's set choreography. Right. Everything is set. The lyrics, the text. However, did anybody ever get in your way? Did you ever have that instance where you couldn't get where you needed to be? I don't think that happened to me because I was, um, I had parts where I was just like sitting off stage, just like, okay, where do I go? But I would get sometimes, another thing that was hard is that some people aren't there to watch the show and they'll just like talking behind you. Right. And you're like <laughs> watching the show and you'll hear, did you find my car keys yet, Bob? No, I told you. And then you're just listening to this conversation that has nothing to do with what you're trying to do. That's, that's right. Because yes. then you have to go out and be the deceased child. Yes. And do this very passionate song about these things I missed about the father I never met. You, now, you've worked on proscenium stages. Do you find that easier? I think it's easier because everything is set and there, everything is like, you know exactly what's going to happen when, whereas when you're in the bar... Something may happen. You're not sure what's going to happen. You kind of just have to focus on what you're going to do and make sure you got it down. Everything was cued by you. You never had anyone cue you because there was only the stage manager was there looking at the script. Yes. To scream out a line if we really got lost. Not that that ever happened. So your parents came to every show. Yes. And they enjoyed it? Did they give you notes? I think my mom maybe gave me a note once, I don't know, be louder or right. articulate more. But they came to every show and they loved it every day. They, we would like hop in the car and they'd be singing along to the last song of the show oh. or something. They, they really liked it. And some of my friends came and they liked it too. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. So now you're, you're a star because you're the, I'm sure the first pub performer in your class. At I think I old. am. Yeah. You have to put that on your wall. First pub performer. I'm going to go off script a little bit. You're in an acting school. Is it a performing arts dominated school? No, it's they do academics and performing arts. When we were in person before all this, 
we had the day split up, so half the day was academics, half the day was performing arts. And lockdown, did it remain the same? We still had our performing arts classes. It was obviously different online. Right. There were there were some things we couldn't do, especially with dance classes and voice classes that were harder. Did you have individual voice classes, or were they mostly group voice classes? Well, in person, before, in March, and before that, they were group classes. But then when we came online, they became solo classes. So that might have been better. It was better, but there were some projects that we never finished where we were going to, like, sing together as a group and have harmonies that we didn't really get to do. Right. Which is a bit of a bummer, but, you know, that's life. Well, they might figure that out next time. Yes. Doing harmonies like that. No, it's it's really hard. Yeah. I don't I don't know if they're going to figure it out anytime soon. Well, there are platforms where you can do it. Everyone can sing separately, but then you need an audiovisual person at your school right. who can put it together. They did put together a song, but it wasn't they had everyone record things at home right. alone and then they'd send it and put it together and do editing magic. Did they use a click track or everyone had the same music? We sang it a cappella without music and then they'd add the music on top of it. How did that work? I have no idea how the editing worked. I just (laughs) sent in... Oh, did it come together? It did. They sent it. It was really beautiful, actually. I have no idea how they did it. It must have been very hard. I joined a theater program where we do musicals every year, and they were... We did a musical online, and they still have to put it together, and I don't know how that's going to work out. Because it's even harder when you have so many students. So we're going to go to the last question now. Yes. And what is the last question? (laughs) The last question is what makes this show worth seeing? Oh, my goodness. The music is just incredible. The thing about the music that's just so great is that, one, the instruments, especially in, like, the drinking song, there's, like, so many different instruments that are just popping out. And it's catchy. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're just... Even if you don't know it, after like, after a bit of it, you're just like singing along. Dan's just great at writing music, I think. You think Dan is a good composer? Yes, okay. I do think so. So the music is, uh, you like the music because, number one, it... Catchy. In- <laughs> yes. It has an imp- improvisational feel. It does. And then every song is different. Mm-hmm. My solo, for example, was very deep and sad. And then you have... Songs where everyone's dancing and jumping around. There's just a new element in every song that makes you want to sing along. And your favorite song? Doe, the opening number. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> After the show, I remember, I would go home and I would like take a chair and I would <laughs> pretend to slap the dough and sing it. Well, you'll be singing along with it on the podcast. Ooh, yeah. I can't wait for that. Yeah. It was great talking to you out here on the corner of South Oxford and Fulton. Yes. In Fort Greene, yep. In Fort Greene, Brooklyn. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.